0: Bonjour, amigo. Welcome back to the fish bowl. My name is Bob. Talk is cheap, and this is my job. Fish B's over there, too. I'm reluctant to describe Thursdays as our favorite night of the week, but on Thursday, we honor the throwback Thursday deal, and Fish Bee and I get in touch with our roots and just doing old-school 17 questions, the way this podcast started almost two years ago before it was even called Bob's Fishbowl. There was no bass guitar, there was no Latin triangle, there was no keytar, there was no paleta bola de fuego, and the finale, there was... It was just Fishby and I taking uh, the world's best questions and doing what we can with them. So, with that said... Uh, we like tonight it's uh it's a little bit more laid back uh, than usual which i think is good you, you can't be going 117 miles per hour all the time so uh so tonight is uh i mean it's always conversational but uh, tonight even more so in its uh, stripped down version what's question 1 fish b what's the best part of the Trump presidency. Uh, the best part? The the best part? Uh, I mean he he's certainly supplied the world with a lot of comedy and the capital that he's infused into journalism is truly spectacular. Uh, the best part of the Trump presidency. See see now I thought uh, We had figured out the answer to this question before I was even fucking born during the Nixon administration as to whether or not the president of the United States is or is not above the law. And I'm like, well, with President Trump, at least now we're going to for sure find out. We're going to have a definitive answer to the question. Is the president of the United States above the law? And the answer is supposed to be no, but somehow, someway, through a cacophony of sycophants that seemingly only care that President Trump pisses off liberals, and that's all that matters. The stock market's not doing bad either. But the answer to the question, is the president above the law? Apparently, when it comes to President Trump, the answer's gonna be yes. That's how fucking sideways... This country has gotten. So I don't don't know the best part of the Trump presidency, but congratulations to the man. You know what he did yesterday, other than being in Davos, Switzerland, where he's supposed to be, like, doing shit, but somehow he found a way to set a brand-new personal best in terms of the number of tweets sent in one day. The previous record was 125, which is a fucking lot in a day. Yesterday, 140 tweets in one day. In one hour, he sent 41 in an hour. Thumbs of fury on this guy. Someone else did the math for me, but that's a, that's a rate of one every 88 seconds to get to 41 in an hour apparently and the president has been publicly accused before of abusing Adderall and well I don't know that to be true because I also have a past that at one point involved Adderall I can't imagine another way that sending that many tweets is possible and sure, there's a chance that our president just has that much intellectual firepower and, and just gets in such a fit of rage that the adrenaline pulses through his veins in a way that it's possible for an hour to send out 41 tweets and 140 in a day. Or he's uh, getting a little little uh, blue-snurfy. Like a, uh, like, like a college student during finals. What's next, be? Question two. That makes sense. What is question two? Uh, why do you think so many successful artists of all stripes are bipolar? That's, that's an interesting question. Uh, a psychiatrist might have a different answer to this. But my theory on on why that would be, and th- this is true kind of throughout history, and God, I mean, we could just start naming famous people now, famous artists of, of all stripes, like the question says, that are in fact bipolar. I think uh, I think the bipolar brain, not with everyone, but uh, but but in in certain bipolar brains. Uh, there seems to be at least one creative thread or lane that the bipolar brain is, is really, really good at. And, and whether that's, uh, music, I mean, God, it could be, you know, fucking computer programming. It could be, it could be English. It could be, it could be writing. It could be painting. It could be writing novels. um, so I think oftentimes the bipolar brain, for one reason or another, is just, is, is just kind of set up to, to, to excel in one specific area. Uh, it doesn't make up necessarily for all, the, for all the other flaws, but a lot of bipolar people think they have uh, one superpower, if not more, and that superpower is kind of uh, the talent that stems from, uh, from having a brain that's not so... It's not so normal And then you combine that with a manic state where the creativity part becomes very, very I don't want to say easy, but I can't think of a better word. It just it it just comes naturally and and, and you can pound on something for hours and then also it's kind of um, I mean, one of the symptoms is is uh, of bipolar is is grandiose visions and and in that manic state, not only are you uh, uh, producing oftentimes good art, but you also, because of those delusions of grandeur, perhaps uh, it gives you not not necessarily a false confidence, but for sure. A, a, a full-throated confidence and belief in what you're doing and to do something that's, you know, to get yourself to to that kind of, of level of success, it really does take a kind of blind ambition that the manic bipolar brain will create. But then the flip side of that is the depression side where you get so down you 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 nitpick every little fucking thing about everything so 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 you have this manic super creative side but then you also have this other side that really kind of makes you a perfectionist about the product and you combine that with the blind ambition I was, uh, I, w- I was talking about. Does that make sense? Uh, again, a psychiatrist might have a have a different theory, but uh, that's my experience with uh, being a bipolar fellow. Obviously, my thing is uh, is speaking and communicating. So, uh, anyway, and, and and hanging out in a lot of mental hospitals, frankly. So, question three. Hold on, Fishby. I need a need a sip of water told you it's casual. Question three, did you do your YouTube yoga with Adrian today? You're goddamn right I did. The 30-day yoga challenge. I mean, didn't you do your YouTube yoga with Adrian today? I mean, I'm not the only one. Today was today was day nine, so after we finish tomorrow, we'll be a third of the way through the 30-day yoga challenge. I, I plan on doing yoga, I hope, every single day. Every single day this year, even even if I just get on the mat and and just do child's pose and cat cow for a while, uh, but th- this this YouTube yoga with Adrian is a real star. Yoga with Adrian Adrian one n. I mean, she's got uh, she's got a whole fucking yoga empire. This, yo- this yoga is big time. Yoga with Adrian, and uh, and and I see why she's uh, even even via YouTube. She's a Excellent person, laid back. She's casual, kind of like this to do uh, to do yoga with. I think her, uh, I think her, uh, I think she's trademarked. Uh, do what feels good. You can buy do what feels good merch from her store on her website, and uh, we'll see if we can't get uh, Adrian on the show. She lives in Austin. I, I think we'll be able to get her uh, via telephone. I should probably probably get on that. But yeah, I did. I did my. YouTube yoga today, and uh, honestly, as someone not only not only with mental illness, but but uh, tremendous spine issues also, if I could go back and make my 21 year old self do something, uh, I I would insist that I start doing yoga like every single day. Uh, never, ever, ever at the conclusion. Of YouTube yoga, and some days it's much harder than others, but never do I feel worse for doing it, which is uh, which is a cool thing. What's next, Fishby? Question four: Do you still think Bernie will never be president? Honestly, yes. I sorry, Bernie Bros. Sorry. Yes, I don't think Bernie Sanders will ever be president. Um, But you know what? If you would have asked me before 2016, I would have said there's no fucking way that Donald Trump would ever be president. So I, I know Bernie does beat him in some national polls, but I just, I have a tough time seeing the nation buying in to Bernie's ideals of democratic socialism. And I, I just think campaigning against them and being branded a socialist and the connotations that come with that, even though the modern, the, the socialism that Bernie's talking about is, is more like Scandinavian socialism. But the problem with that is in the way it's described by, uh, uh, famous free marketeers like uh, like Arthur C Brooks from the American Enterprise Institute I know it's fucking nerdy but w- w- whatever that uh, he describes um, the problem with incorporating a Scandinavian socialism into into an American system is is Sc- Scandinavian countries compared to the American economy they're like a bed and breakfast whereas, We're like the Mandalay Bay in Vegas. It's uh, just completely, completely different uh, markets of scale. But uh, I like Bernie. I'm glad that his ideas are part of the marketplace of ideas, but... No, I I just don't see Bernie being president. But Bernie has enough money to... I mean, he might get the nomination, and he certainly has enough cash and enough support to make this Democratic race go on real fucking long this primary season. This thing could turn into a shit show by the end. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Are you a lotion or a sock man? It's, uh... That's a a masturbation question, ladies. Uh, (laughs) Are you a a lotion or a sock? um, I'll tell you this. I'm not not a lotion man. Uh, Did did, did you see the story today? There's some story about uh, doctors... Are urging young men. Apparently, there's there's a social media craze that uh, that jerking off with a banana peel is blowjob esque. Allegedly, I'm not I'm not gonna try it. I'm gonna listen to the doctors. But according to uh, uh, JackinWorld.com, that's a real fucking thing. Uh, that describes itself as the ultimate male masturbation resource. They give the banana peel. out of 5 stars. So, uh, yeah. Next question, Fishby. Number six. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, The best way to get a hold of me is... I mean, this show originates, and, and then it gets disseminated to, to every other podcast place that you may be listening to it now. But but it originates, it, get, it gets uploaded first on SoundCloud. And, and if you want to be, it, like, in the first... Because a lot of times it... For one reason or another, I, 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 I don't understand the the, the like the internet protocols. In, in some websites, it gets up slower, and, it, and sometimes it just kind of depends on the night. Spotify was giving me some hassles last week. It wasn't updating for like 12 to 24 hours. Now it's back. But um, anyway, uh, the best way to get a hold of me, like, uh, like on my homepage on SoundCloud... It has it has not only the link to uh, to to my social media like, like Twitter and Instagram and Fishbees, Twitter, uh, but it also has a has a tab there that says that says Bob's email, and I've actually changed that to my to my personal email address. So so if you if if you send me something that way, uh, I, I'm for sure to get it real quick. Uh, if you do that, that's just, I, it's honest to God. It's linked to my uh, Gmail account, not the uh, bobsfishbowl.com account. And uh, yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Or if you, uh, I mean, I have a, I have like six hundred contacts, like like in my phone. Uh, you're welcome to you're welcome to call or, or text text uh, anytime you want. But the best way to get a hold is uh, SoundCloud dot com. And, and if you're gonna if you're gonna follow anywhere, uh, follow the show and and thank you. Thank Thank you for uh, for subbing, as uh, as my son would say. How many subs you got? Uh, subscribe at uh, SoundCloud is uh, is the preferred place. But really, I don't give a fuck. I'm just grateful that you're listening. Question seven: Is Angry Bob the music critic gonna do a Grammy preview Friday? Oh, well, that would be tomorrow. I don't want to. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I do love the Grammys. I will be watching the Grammys are Sunday, um, but maybe I'm imagining in my mind now a good way to do a Grammy preview and pick winners uh, in the important categories as part of uh, as part of tomorrow's uh, finale. Um, let me see if. Uh... Let me play around with that idea a little bit uh, tonight and tomorrow we'll see if we can't uh, can't uh, can't prepare something slick for you. Question eight. When's the official two year anniversary of Bob's fishbowl? You know that that's a good question. I know we started Jan the very end of January 2018 and we're reeling in the end of January 2020 here. Uh, actually I I tried to look this up a couple days ago and I went back and and the very first show is actually called 17 questions and and I looked that up on my SoundCloud account and uh and that already says 2 years ago but I think they're just I think they're just rounding up uh so let's say it's uh again we know we know it was the end of January cuz I wanted to start uh, let's let's say next Wednesday the 29th is the two-year anniversary and we'll try to do something we'll, we'll try to do something cool. I'm not sure exactly what I mean I don't want to put too much pressure on it I mean it's it's not like it's not like our 25 year anniversary or 10 year even it's it's two years but if you would have told me from from where we started and how bad that first, podcast was and, and me being and and, and just really struggling uh, and it took a while I knew I wanted to do a podcast and, and, and it took me forever to figure out formatically kind of how I wanted to do it like what would be entertaining and what would be sustainable for something that's me in an extra-dimensional fishbowl five nights a week right so and then the fish b is, is is kind of what enables us to go five nights a week without uh, without a co-host and that's important for different we, we can get into all that on the uh, on the 2 year anniversary show next wednesday what's next fish b question 9 what's the best podcast you've ever done uh, that's that's tricky the, the honestly the be- i i don't know if it was the best best but I thought last night's show chapter 396 what was it what was it called machetes with penis handles that's a it's a real classic title for this show um, I don't know if it was the best last night but it incorporated every single element of what I want the show to be and and I thought it came off pretty good so that that, that That's a good night uh, for the show. I don't I, I, I struggle to uh, I struggle to think of one better. So that's a good sign that, uh, you know, like if the best show we ever did was like a year ago, that would be a problem. Uh, I, I try to uh, and I honestly think like once every,, um, at least at least once every one to two weeks, I'll, I'll like I'll go back and we'll get a show done and we'll do the post-production and we'll get it posted and I'm like you know what that's arguably the best work I've ever done in my whole life and I've spent like 10,000 hours of my life speaking into microphones and my kids used to eat based on this ability um so yeah uh yeah I like uh I'm gonna say last night what's next fish B oh boy question 10. Yo, it's me Fish B again. Yeah, Fish B. See, this is supposed to this show's supposed to belong to people other than us, but whatever. Uh Fish B writes, "Can I get a TikTok account?" TikTok, the the uh the, the social media app where uh where it's mostly uh teens and preteens uh lip-syncing. Occasionally Matt Lauer will pop in on his daughters cuz there's nothing creepy about Matt Lauer on his daughters TikTok. Um, that's actually kind of funny. I, I, uh, it's up to you. I don't mind you. You have my full blessing to have a TikTok account. Good, sir. Question 11. How many pain pills have you taken in your life? Oh, God. Oh, black Jesus. That's, uh, I used to really have some fucking issues. Oh, man, there was a good... Ugh. I mean, the first time I hurt my back, I was like, yeah, I'm 17 years old? And after that, doctors would kind of give me a, a, a steady stream, or at, least, or at least whenever I wanted them. And then when I started having spine surgery, I did the five like within 10 years, and after every surgery, I would just kind of get hopelessly addicted to fucking pain pills, and then the, and then the withdrawals, and then, oh, God, and then your, your pain management, and you get hundreds and hundreds of pills every month, and, and every time you tell yourself, this month, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take these pills responsibly. I'm not gonna end up like I did last time, where I take a month's worth in a week, and then and then go through horrible horrible withdrawals, and then no no not 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 no no never doing that again, and then inevitably because you're an addict, you end up fucking doing it again. Um, profoundly fucking addictive is uh is is pain medication. Honestly. If I would, this is gonna scare the fuck out of you when I say it out loud. But uh, it should scare the fuck out of my liver and my kidneys, probably more. Um, I'm gonna guess somewhere between fifty and a hundred thousand. Maybe a little less than fifty, but but quite possibly more towards the hundred thousand. I I told you it was gonna be a big number. Like that's. That's a that's a tough question. It's uh, I think it's good that doctors aren't over prescribing it now, but but now, because the medical community is has become abundantly aware that they were just over prescribing people for years and years and years and years and years, and years um, The pendulum has swung too far back the other way. They are too. I mean, most doctors now—they're—they're just—they're way too fucking stingy uh, uh, with the pain medication, and a, as a result, uh, life is short, and and people are suffering that don't need to be suffering. Um, there's a reason that L. Ron Hubbard, or God, or, or whoever, uh, invented these pain pills. And there, there, there's a time and a place for them. Like after you have a significant surgery, or you're in a horrible car accident, or something, and something like that. God forbid. But I, I know me. Like I even I had another surgery last year, and I, or, or the year before, I suppose, and I ended up getting a horrible infection afterwards, and 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 I had to be on pain medication for a little while, but. I would I would limit myself to, to to just one script from the doctor, and then and then I would switch exclusively over to edible marijuana products. So I, I honestly think in the future that's that's a good way to go. So so after after your surgery, you get you know like fifty Percocet or whatever. You get enough to you know get you through a few days, but not enough to fuck you up long term. And then for the pain after that. You go over to uh, you go the medical cannabis route, uh, but you know what? I'm not in charge of you. Question twelve: What's your motto or mantra for 2020? What's my motto or mantra? You know, it's um, I don't, I don't think I uh, I'm not getting it on a bumper sticker. I'm not getting it on a shirt. It, it, it's not official, but. Uh, what's inspiring a lot of my decisions this year is this one little uh this one little statement and there's there there's a chapter about it in one of these uh Buddhism books that I read. But uh the difference between heaven and earth is an eighth of an inch. That's my monster. Well like that's that that that's the that that's the closest thing. You don't what does that mean? Um it means that that sometimes by 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 changing something, whether whether it's your frame of mind or 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 adding just one tiny thing to your life or taking away one tiny thing from your life, sometimes that that one to two percent difference is the difference between good and great or great and excellent. Um. So so I'm literally doing, like everything i can i'm like well if 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 i did this consistently could this make the show and my life because because this show reflects my life in so many ways can i make it one percent better or two percent better and and whether that's you know doing the youtube yoga with adrian and and then and then even getting in like cardio Almost every single day, and uh, even even doing I can't lift weights anymore, but I can I can rock some of the band things, you know. I can do the bands, and even like do like some high impact training, and like the like the I can do like burpees, and that's about it. But uh, those are hella good for you. So uh, and and eating clean, and and no sugar, and no caffeine, and no alcohol, and not smoking any weed before the show during the day. So all those little things you know like if i read more and what am i reading and just just every little habit like every little thing like i just you know i'm doing the uh, i'm doing the michael jackson is you he know, start with the start with the man or woman in the mirror and 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 the difference between heaven and earth is an eighth of an inch you know what little tiny tweaks if any could you make to your life or experiment with your life and and if it makes things worse then you know, then then, then then, don't do it. All of life is an experiment. Live accordingly. What's next? Question 14. And yes, I'm aware that we skipped the number between 12 and 14. We always do because I'm weird. 14. Who's your favorite band of all time? You know, for, uh, for I mean, there, there's been, I mean, my favorite band is, it kind of is, has evolved through time. Um uh, forever, my my default answer was Slayer. But truth be told, I mean I fell in love with Slayer the first time I heard him when I was probably like in eighth grade or something like that. But a band that, that came to me even sooner than that was Suicidal Tendencies, Mike Muir, I love you. And there's they're there's they're, they're still prolific. I mean, Mike Muir has made so much fucking music. And and even to this day, I I still I still listen to Suicidal Tendencies, not not as much as I do, uh, some other bands, but but they're. So I would say my favorite band of all time, just because of the uh, of the longevity and of how much I still enjoy like all the music uh, uh, they've put out. Uh, Suicidal Tendencies. Next, what's the New York Post's worst page six photo gallery? Of all time, this question is a plant. By the way, this is this is someone this is this is someone did this special for me because because I know the answer because I just saw it today. Uh, the worst New York Post page six photo gallery of all time. Uh, I believe today there are uh, sixteen photos under uh, Justin Bieber's journey to clearer skin. Yes, that's right, my friends. Justin Bieber's journey to clearer skin—the worst page six photo spread of all time. What's question sixteen? Fish B. Where the fuck is Judge Knapp? Now, this is a uh, this is this is a media question. This is it refers to uh, Judge Napolitano. They call him Judge Knapp, but he's Fox News uh, chief. Uh, judicial and legal analyst. Uh, he's been he's been absent since the impeachment trial has begun in the Senate. I don't believe Judge Knapp has been on Fox News at all. I think he did one hit on Fox business, but Judge Knapp very critical. see see, Judge Knapp understands that no president is supposed to be above the law. And so uh, He doesn't really approve, go figure, of the uh, quid pro quo to get dirt on your political opponent in exchange for congressionally approved military aid. Uh, He understands that 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 should be a no-go, but because Judge Knapp holds that theory, miraculously, I mean, maybe they sent him to South America for a month, I don't know, but... uh, shockingly absent is uh, is judge Napolitano but then again if when people turn on Fox News they don't turn on Fox News to get to get varying opinions they don't want to hear any bad news about the president in fact Fox News uh, when, when when they do have someone on like like as a liberal like for the debate with the exception of Donna Brazil who's a Fox News contributor Fox News intentionally, uh, gets people that are that are that are that are worse looking, that are worse on television, that are uh, not as good at talkers and going to lose the debate. They, they set that up. Uh, they set that up on purpose. So when you watch it you're like, wow, well, I, I think I, I think that young woman representing the right side of the political spectrum made the better points. That's because the, the game is fucking rigged. So. All right. Question 17, our last question, as always, belongs to Isaiah the Tiny Player, our nine-year-old executive producer. Even though when we first started the show, Isaiah didn't get the last question, but then that was kind of one of the first little tweaks uh, we made to the show, we, we gave Isaiah the last question, so when I pulled him out of the fishbowl, I would mark Isaiah's with a highlighter, and that's how we knew we had gotten to the end without me announcing we were on question 17 anyway, so that's the the precipice for that. Uh, Isaiah writes, Why did a grizzly bear break glass on CNN at the zoo? This is... Uh, This is not topical nor timely, and because I get Isaiah's questions in advance, obviously, uh, I had a chance to look this up. This is—I don't know where the fuck you got this question. This happened in 2015. There was a bear—I don't even remember at what zoo— but this giant grizzly bear, because they're so strong, as Leonardo DiCaprio. But they're really strong. And he picks up this this, this this like this small boulder, like this rock the size of a basketball, and over and over and over starts throwing it into five-pane glass. And apparently the bear was just playing and the glass didn't break like all the way through. It's like like five different sheets of, of two-inch glass, so the bear can never, ever, ever break out. But, uh, that's, uh, that's what happened. I mean, that's, uh, and that reminds me of my, my favorite slogan, uh, uh, my favorite mantra, uh, my favorite motto, it's the one my guardian angel, my, uh, my, my grandfather would say to me when I was, when I was young, even younger than Isaiah's age, but he would tell me, uh, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. And to which I've, I've added, uh, well, if you're, if you're going to be a grizzly, be a grizzly. That spits fire, motherfucker, and that's why over my heart, those of you that have seen me nude or topless, I literally have a grizzly bear head uh, roaring, but also spitting fire across the across the rest of my chest. It is a real hit with the ladies, I tell you. I tell you what, but that's why I have that tattoo. And uh, that is uh, no fancy finales, no fancy, no, 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 not on. Not on 17QTBT. Uh-uh. We just end this show right here and tell you that we love you. And we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Until then, on behalf of Fish B, uh, be safe out there. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. Remember, we love you. Thank you so much for, you know, being a sub, being a subscriber. You're the best. Adios, amigo.